0: Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler.
1: Welcome to
0: Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr.
1: Relly Nadler, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. My esteemed hosts for over 16 years now that we've been doing this are are both here. And today we're going to talk with our guest, Drexwell Seymour, who the title is, uh, You Are What You Think, So Rise Up and Take Your Position. So we'll jump into that conversation with him. But as many of you know, Kathy and I are executive coaches and emotional intelligence thought leaders with years of experience. Uh, Between the two of us, we've helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And we're always focusing on what top performers do in the moment. What can you do in the moment to be a top performer? Uh, Many of of the things that we talk about are from our books, the most recent one, emotional brilliance, uh, live a stressless and fearless life, which we all need uh, today. And it can be found on Amazon. It's also on Audible. And for more information you can get uh, one of our eBooks, uh, 11 Reasons Why You Need Emotional Intelligence from our uh, website www.emotionalbrilliance.com slash academy. Emotionalbrilliance.com slash academy. And Kathy, welcome to the show.
2: Hello, hello. It is So great to be here, and it is so wonderful to be focused today on not only our well-being through emotional brilliance, but our confidence and our well-being through our guest today, Drexwell Seymour. So uh, I know we want to get on to that wonderful interview. Um, You know, Drexwell uh, is—he's a professional. He's got a a YouTube channel. We'll talk a little bit about that with him. But before we jump into that, you know, Riley, I'm noticing, especially um, as we go into the holidays and we go into what we're all believing to be a wonderful new year, what kind of emotions are we all experiencing and what what language uh, are we using with ourselves to understand those emotions? And I'm hoping for everybody who's listening that uh, we all start to support each other with strategies and what you and I know are tips and tools to be our best in the moment. And we talk about that in our book using name, N-A-M-E, and to notice, accept, manage, and express our emotions effectively every time we have an interaction, whether it's with ourselves internally or with those on our exterior uh, before we jump into the show, Rally, anything you want to add about yeah. um, our research or what we're focused on? Yeah. Let me just give a little context that
1: we we always like to do. You know, Kathy and I are you know very evidence-based, and so we're always kind of on top of whatever mm-hmm. is new and, and bringing tips and tools to you, you know, for yourself, your leadership, but also, you know, many of you are leading a team, you're leading your family. And what do we know uh, today about emotions, as Kathy's saying? And this comes from Gallup. um, We have more stress, sadness, anger, worry, and physical pain every day uh, than we've had. And so uh, this is a new record from research. You know, more of all those, we like to say that, you know, Everything is more these days, you know, more demands, more pressure, more um, things that we have to do, more juggling. And so we also want more support. About 75% of us have said we want more support. And that's all of us listening. That's you as a leader, that's you as a parent, you as a sibling, a family member, you know, and we're moving into Thanksgiving what a great time to give support. And one of the things, Kathy, that I would say, you know, <clears throat> this is a time when we're with family. One of the, the things I've done in the past, I think, and then have passed on, if you think about each person who's coming that you're going to see later this week in Thanksgiving, what's a goal that you have with them? What is something that you want to say that maybe you haven't said? What is something that you can give to them? Versus just a normal conversation, so it's another way of being more intentional with our actions. And so, if you already have a plan ahead of time, oh, I'm going to to grab a moment with this person and say and do uh, whatever that is. I think we'll we'll kind of leave it at that, Kath, Anything you want to add
2: to that? That's so beautiful. That's just so beautiful. I mean, for those of us who are listening to your voice and your intention and knowing that come this Thursday or maybe starting tomorrow when the travel craziness begins, we're going to be walking into, in some instances, a loving environment, but a stressful environment. And just taking your advice on taking that time to think about how you want to spend that moment uh, and, and give throughout the holidays. Do this all the way into 2023 and as we go into our show today with an outstanding thought leader on the subject of confidence, don't forget that you can always get more of Dr. Relly Nadler in his wonderful books as a thought leader in emotional intelligence, executive coaching, and of course, positive psychology. Uh, you can get his free IAP, Leadership Keys. Get it now before you get on that plane or get in the car, or take the driver, walk out. <laughs> Um, And he has videos that go along with that. And you can find all of this at your app store or on the um, Psychology Today blog post that he does. And and he already gave you the website for our stuff. But we got so much to give away to you to make you a better you at www.eblifebook.com. And, of course, for me, you know, there's so much goodness out there that we offer you at the website and uh, I'm not going to talk about myself because that would be fruitless, but you know that I'm here for you anytime, anywhere, and you know how to reach me, so do it. It's Kathy at drkathygreenberg.com. That's drkathygreenberg.com, and you can reach Relly at Relly at, at com. So let's jump into our our guest for the day, Rally. Why don't you set us up here? Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Kat. I appreciate
1: that. So Jexwell uh, Seymour... He's a certified public accountant and the managing partner and founder of what he calls HLB TCI. That's an accounting firm, but probably more importantly, uh, Jexwell is a man on a mission to inspire, to encourage, to influence others to overcome setbacks and systemic injustice and find their purpose in life. So that's a that's a big uh, focus, and we're glad to tap into that. Um, to that end. Some of the things where you can see uh, him more is that he has a YouTube channel and also a uh, podcast or weekly radio show, Financially Speaking. And he's the author of an internationally best-selling book, Rise Up and Take Your Position. And as the creator, he's also a creator of a short uh, film. So we'll ask him about that. He grew up on the small island of Turks and Caicos, uh, where I'd love to go. Uh I spent a lot of time in the Caribbean, but not in Turks and Caicos, um, where there was limited opportunities and terrible colorism. But he uh, thrived and he also thrived and eventually receiving a full scholarship for a B.A. in accounting at Wilmington College at the age of 16 and later graduating from Miami College with an MBA. One of his uh, achievements is building a successful accounting firm and a property management company from the ground up. Even with all that, though, and we'll ask about this, he was haunted through his life by low self-esteem, lack of confidence, as Kathy was saying earlier, that uh, he had been instilled with during his childhood. And so it was a mere four years ago that he discovered his life purpose, helping others to never feel that way that he had been. Uh, and he also lives back in Turk and Caicos Islands with his wife and five children. So, Jaxwell, welcome to the show.
3: Um, thank you very much. I am delighted to be on this show. So, thank you for the opportunity.
2: I have a question for you Wilmington College. What? Which Wilmington College?
3: Oh, that's in Wilmington, Ohio.
2: Okay, there you go. So I'm originally from Akron, Ohio, but I grew up oh. in the Philadelphia area, and of course, Wilmington, Delaware, was down the street. So I was thinking, okay, have we crossed paths? Because you sound very familiar. <laughs> but <laughs> but we're happy to have you here. So oh, tell us you. a little bit about yeah, what 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 was it about um, about growing up uh, in in Turks and Caicos, if you will kind of vacation environment. Cause I live here in South Florida. We just got hit by the hurricane down here in Sanibel and my Island was wiped out, wiped out. There's nothing. Left. Um, so when you live on an Island paradise and grow up in an Island paradise, how does that drive you to this powerful ambition to want other people to take their position and, and to do something as strong as say, look, I'm going to start a company. So, give, give us some background here.
3: Sure, I'll be I'll be glad to. So, um, the island is small, um, and so everybody basically knows everybody. And of course, you know, growing up, um, things were really um, rough because our economy was not doing well, and so it so everybody wanted to do something better um, with their lives, and, and some people migrated from the Turks and Caicos to the Bahamas or or to the or to the USA. And so our mission really was to, to become better than which your parents were. And because, you know, my parents my father was a carpenter, my mom worked at the fishing plant. And so they didn't have much, you know, they didn't have much educational background. but they did the best we can. And so and so life to us, we were a very competitive environment where we're trying to become the best we can, even though the opportunities didn't look, it looked impossible, but we still wanted to thrive to become better in life. And and so that's, that's how I was growing up in, in, in these islands where we competed with each other.
1: One of the things that we'll, we're going to take our first break, uh, but I think to, to think about, uh, Dr. So I think our audience will really be interested in is especially the thing that you talked about of. Uh, coming with uh, low self-esteem, confidence, inferiority, uh, conflict. We've all had uh, samplings of that. So when we come back, maybe to hear about that, and then we'll go through some of the other uh, questions that you have we have for you. So you've been listening to sure. Leadership Development News, and come right back.
0: From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network IC Tech like the hard working men and women that get up every day and do their job the ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right it's not just an effort it's not just know how it's a way of life IC Tech has been with you since 1998 with the veteran community being behind you. We understand. With quality. With passion. We follow you in this way of life. Icy Tech. For those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance
4: Academy where e-learning is leading edge. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you Balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership.
0: We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
2: Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We are talking to Drexwell Seymour about his program, financially speaking, as well as his, uh, publication, Rise Up and Take Your Position. And when we went to break, Drexwell, we were talking about the influencers in your life. And despite the fact that you grew up in a beautiful environment in Turks and Caicos, there was a lot of struggle. Uh, there were a lot of competing targets, uh, both uh, those you needed to focus on and those that were focused on you. Tell us a little bit about how self esteem played into this and anything you want to share with us in our audience about how you dealt with confidence or inferiority or colorism or any of these other words that we use to describe how we feel about who we are.
3: Thank you. And before, I, I, I just want to go into some background. So basically, I'm very dark. I'm very dark-skinned. And so growing up in the island, I, which I think is common among black people, is that there is colorism. If you're light-skinned, um, you you tend to be favored more. Um, if you're dark-skinned you tend to not have people, anyone, or you're you're looked down upon. And, in fact, the only time you probably accept it is, you know, you have some sort of position in in the community or if you have money or you have a vehicle. But it's very dark-skinned, mostly among black people. I mean, I could speak from the the Terps and Cakes Islands. I cannot speak from the United States, but it's negative. Very negative. And so as a result of of all of that negativity um, surrounding my my dark skin, I suffered um, low self-esteem. I felt insignificant. I felt inferior to anyone because I felt I was not good enough. I felt, you know, because I'm dark, I'm nobody. And so all of this was part of my life growing up. And it continue until adulthood. And honestly, I didn't even deal with it growing up because I didn't know how to deal with it. Because that's all I heard. I heard it I heard I heard it in the home where I grew up, I heard it in the community, I heard it in the school. And so I didn't know how to deal with it. I just kept everything to myself and, and just cry to myself and not knowing how to overcome it. And then a couple of years ago um, it's like a light bulb went off my head thanks to my wife who encouraged me to, you know, to be, to be positive that, you know, nobody's better than you, Drexel. Um, you, you know, you have a purpose. And, and then I, and that think into my subconscious and I say, you know what? You know, no one is really better than me at all. And so after I be, begin to evaluate myself and, and realize, that I'm just as important as anybody else. I was able to to overcome um, low self-esteem. Then I started writing articles. And then when I started writing articles, a lot of people were were motivated and, and, and provided me significant feedback. And then I started building confidence in myself. And and that is how I was able to overcome it. Because I, I, and so I would suggest someone, you know, people talk to somebody and, and people... Um, um, you know, someone that you trust, that you confide in, but don't keep things to yourself because you'll never overcome it by keeping things to yourself because you'll always think you'll always remain in that state. And so I was able to finally, you know, discuss my life and I was able to overcome it.
2: Powerful. Just sitting with these words, Drexwell, insignificant, nobody. And then I hear the flip of the coin for you, which was love being loved finding that mm-hmm. purpose through your wife's words and encouragement, and then finding love for yourself and the confidence to trust yourself. I I hope everybody that's listening is feeling that powerful conversation. And I'm just sitting with it. I'm blown away by how you just yeah. put that into words and put it out there in such beauty. So I'm going to, let you and Raleigh have a dialogue for a minute while I sit here and relish this.
1: Oh, okay. uh, thank you. Jeff, thank you so much for that. Um, I mentioned earlier, I, I lived on uh, St. Thomas for two years, you know, and, and mostly all kind of Black, West Indian, and could see the uh, the difference, you know, with the type of color, but not as, um, you know, hearing from you, you know, what that was like for you, you know, with people who are uh, maybe just lighter skinned than you, um, coming to that awareness of, um, you know, you are the same as them. So wh- when, it, when it comes up, uh, we're always interested, and I'm always interested in, like, what do you say? What do you do? Because I'm sure it comes up. We all have these kind of outdated um, learnings, patterns. And I think for us, it's to catch and redirect. How do you catch it? Oh, I'm doing it again. And how do you redirect it? So maybe you could say a little bit about, you know, are you getting, are you better at catching some of those old learnings? But really, how do you redirect it? Like, what do you say? What do you do? You know, those are the things that we're really trying to pass on here with Leadership Development News.
2: Right. So, you know. Right.
1: What, what do you do? What Like, you know, do you, you catch it, but what do you do? What do you say when it pops up? Because it's not like any of us, we can eliminate it we just get better at faster at catching it and redirecting it
3: right so because i'm so conscious of of what i went through i'm very very conscious right. of that and so and then and now that i have overcome it i'm also conscious of that and so i'm i'm always reminding myself that you are important and 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 if 'cause even now people still, you know, command about my dark skin and, and the way and, and my ex my external experiences. But I reach a point where I don't let it get to me because I've not programmed myself that I am what I am. I can't change the way I look or who I am. But I know that I am important and nobody's better than me. So I, I tell myself that every day. And so that's 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 yeah. my motivation.
2: Just when jump you on think about,
3: cat.
2: yeah, I just want to. Just say to say when this one you thing. think,
1: of, go ahead. Yeah, just because what he said, he used his own name, Jekyll. So you use your own name in psychology. Yeah. That's powerful. You know, if you said I am just like everybody else, yeah, you can say that. It's even more power when you externalize it and you use your own name. Really. I'm, I'm just as as good as everybody else. Just a tip, I wanted to add that. Go ahead,
3: Kat. Thank you.
2: No, that 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 is that is what we all need to learn, isn't it? It doesn't matter who we are until we understand how powerful we are, just the way we are. And you, we were talking earlier, um, Drexwell, about all your accomplishments. And it's so easy for people to look past all the pain of the struggle to get there. And I can't imagine. I, I will say to this audience, not that uh, I am um, in any way, shape, or form um, capable of of feeling what you have have felt. I was the only white girl in my entire um, junior high school. And so mm-hmm. I had the reverse uh, discretion, right. discrimination, colorism, whatever you want to call it. Um, So, you know, I kind of feel your pain in a different way. I'll never feel the same again going through that experience. And I, I had to, you know, I had to convince myself every day that I was going to stay in my school because it was when segregation was first redistributing where kids were going to school. That gives away my age as well. But the reality is <laughs> it's haunting for us. So I want to hear about the good stuff. I want to hear about all the wonderful things that you've been able to encourage other people to do who've also understood your struggle by experiencing it or having to be a part of it or having to manage people who are dealing with it or who just want to love people, you know, no matter what. So how do you believe everyone can find their purpose and and how can someone like you overcome this negativity to be able to find that positive? Like, what does your mind have to do with you becoming mm. what you want to be?
3: Okay. So, I I believe that um, we all have to be positive. And I think, you know, the world, um, everything is so negative. We focus so much on the bad things about people or the bad things about Events and whatever people are going through, they have to realize that there's something good coming out of it, even though it may not appear that way. So, any situation I go through now, any situation negative, particularly, I always ask myself, "What is it that you're learning from this situation? What is it, what What is the good thing about this? Because there is a there is good in everything." Even though it may not appear at that time, um, we 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 have failures in life. We make mistakes, but something good comes out of it. So that's what I do. I I encourage people to to look at failures as opportunities and to always um, think positive, no matter how things may look. Because as as I mentioned, you are what you think, and so in order for you to become the best. You need to think about, and so that's what I do. And, and so I do that through my writings. I it's like a therapy for me. I, I write articles every week. I write a motivational article. I also have a show mm. where I interview people who have gone through so many issues in life, so they can help other people realize, hey, you're not the only one going through this. Other people are going through it, and they got over it. So can you? So that's so that's what I um, that's what I do. That's my way of 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 turning. Um, negative things into positivity. And I also know that, you know, we're not a mistake. Some people believe that their mistake being here in this this world, especially when they're not getting the things that they hope they had gotten, they feel like it was a mistake. But nobody's a mistake. Everybody was created for a purpose. And I believe that deep down people may not realize it, but within each person, there's something that they really, really like. There's something that they're really passionate about. It may not be their career. It may be something that they're, they're doing or they're dreaming and thinking about. And to me, that's the flag. That's an indication of your, of your purpose. And, and, and that is how you know that there is something great about you, that there is a purpose in your life. Everybody has a purpose. I'm convinced that everybody has a purpose. Mm-hmm. We just need to keep searching, and we need to focus on the things that you really enjoy or the things that um, um, you're passionate about. But mind you, mm-hmm. there are some things you may not like, and subconsciously you probably don't like it because you you, you you have a fear. Because For me, I didn't like writing because I didn't have any confidence in myself, and I, there's no way anyone would tell me I, I could write. But now that I have this confidence, I start writing. That's one of my. That's one of my passions. That's one of my purpose, to influence people, to encourage mm-hmm. people, through my writing. So we cannot just focus on the things you like. Also, you need to question yourself, the things you don't like, because maybe there's a reason why you don't like it. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. So your writing uh,
1: is great to externalize the stuff. Uh, in your head and we all kind of know that you know about journaling it doesn't have to be kind of writing like you're, you're doing so just for our listeners um, but you kind of get it out of your head on paper and you, you become a little bit more uh, we become a little bit more objective about it when it's out of your head and kind of in front of you um, and where where do you publish some of this stuff
3: next so I have a website I have a website um, www so that's why I put my articles on the website and then I also publish them in the local newspapers. Each week there'll be we have two 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 local newspapers. So I, I put the articles in those papers on a weekly basis. That's great.
2: When you're looking yeah, when you're looking for topics, what where do they come from? Do they come from experiences you've had or do they come from things people have shared with you that you think other people should know about? Um, and, and does that feed the honestly, purpose of it's, others? It's, too?
3: Sorry, yeah. Sorry about that. Interrupt you. Sorry about that.
2: No, um, it's, con-
3: honestly, it's fine. It's, 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 it's a combination. It's mostly about my experiences, but there are some topics that people share with me and I I would um, write about it, but most most of my writings are based on my personal experiences. So
1: one of the things, Jackwell, uh, that is so valuable, like we're talking about, some of the research that we know, and this comes from Gallup, about eighty percent of our thoughts are negative, and they're and we're on automatic, you know. So this automatic negative thoughts, the negativity bias just takes off. And so one of the the visual metaphors that I talk about with people I'm coaching and training and stuff uh, is kind of this. I'm sure you must have done some deep-sea fishing down there, but it's like you got this big fish on a line, and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden it takes off. And that's kind of our negativity bias. these eighty percent of our thoughts this it just takes off on the line and and what we have to do as humans is reel it back in, so it does take off easily, but what's our methodology or our tactics of kind of reeling back that negativity um, and so maybe there's some you know things when you can say a little bit more about kind of catching. You know, reeling it back into negativity or catching the passion because I think a lot of times people have things that they're excited about, but they miss that too. So we're focused on the yeah. negative and we miss some of the positive.
3: What What do you think about that? Right, you you you're absolutely correct. Um, so what I what I normally tell people, I mean, I start, you're, the negative that's so true. <laughs> it spreads fast, too, like Wi-Fi. But What I normally tell people and I also tell myself um, one of the first things I do, I, I try, it's difficult, but I try um, to mind my own business um, because a lot of times all this negativity that's that, that's floating around is really none of your business. It's about other people. And so you go and spread all these um, you continue to do it and 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 so mm-hmm. when I when I'm conscious I say, wait a minute, this is none of my business. And and so that's that's the first thing I, I, I recognize. And the second thing I do is that I try not to compare myself to other people because that is a big issue mm-hmm. with all the negativity. Um it goes out sure. there, you you you're you comparing yourself, you end up making decisions based on what you hear and and, and the third thing I try not to judge people. And so those are mm-hmm. some of the things I I do to deal with um, negative because because of all that I go through that I went through I it, it works in my favor if you understand what I'm saying because I I, I think I went through the worst and so and, and so now I can understand and I can relate what people are going through and so that's how I um, that's how I'm able to to deal with those that type of negativity
2: and and. Drexel, as you're speaking, in, in my, my history, I've written books on women and courage. And what we find in those experiences that you just described is the comparison game is the most lethal. It's what causes mm. and drives yeah. alcoholism, drug abuse, uh, bullying. Um, it, it is a powerful negative motivator. And we do it every day, whether we like it or not. When we pass somebody in a car, what were they doing in the car? Um, How do we compare their car to ours? And then we go into a whole spiral about who they are because of what they drive. And women will do this inherently with beauty, uh, with, like you say, skin color, hair, uh, anything they can find to draw out. A more negative view of themselves um, increases, as Relly says, that fishing reel and rod scenario where it's just spinning out of control. And we do it multiple times a day. And we know in the research yeah. of people like Barbara Fredrickson and others that it takes a lot to recover from that. So w- when you are thinking about these articles and you're sharing your experiences, and you're living your purpose, I want you to think about how do you begin to share that in a powerful, positive way to bring people back to understanding their own purpose? And I'll give you a couple of minutes to do that because we're going to go on another break. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Please come right back. We have so much to share as we talk to Drexel Seymour. (laughs)
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
4: How can you be brilliant in the moment, given the daily challenges you face at work and home? How can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job sign up for the program enhance your skills and be your best self for a free trial go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com that's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com eba is powered by fearless leaders group the h2c leadership foundation and true north leadership
2: tune in to the voice america variety channel on the voice america talk radio network voice america variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at
4: leadershipforuminc.com say it skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said this is your host molly chang call in and i'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation particular situation you've been avoiding whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company the more you accept that you're part of the problem the faster you can be part of the solution learn how to be happier healthier and more productive at work and in life join me live every tuesday at 11 a.m eastern 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practice with Top Performers. We're talking with a top performer down at Ter- Turks and Caicos, um, Drexwell Seymour and Drexwell D-R-E-X and then Well, W-E-L-L Seymour. Uh, you can find him at www.drexwellseymour.com for some more information. Uh, so. Dr. Maxwell, tell us a little bit about your book, Rise Up and Take Your Position. What inspired you and maybe anything you want to share about the book?
3: Sure. So basically, um, after writing about two or three years, um, the thought came to me that perhaps I should, you know, put a book together and and, and, and talk about, you know, the inferiority complex that I went through and how we could overcome it, and, I, and then after, you know, speaking to other people, um, realizing that they also go through similar issues, may not be colorism, but they're suffering from low self-esteem or inferiority complex, I felt that it's important for us to help people. I, I don't believe that people are here just for themselves. I believe that we are, we were created to, to help others. And so that's why I wrote the book, because I want to help others, and I don't want anyone else to go through what I went through. Of course people will go through it, but if you have some sort of documentation where people could go to and, and, and read about it, it will help them. And so that's why I I was inspired to write the book to to help save some people from depression, help save them from going through low self esteem and, and inferiority complex. So that's what really made me to to um to write the book. And I call it Rise and- Up and take a position, because it was really based on a scripture in the Bible where this man was just at the pool waiting you know for someone to help him in the pool and and, and he said, "Oh, nobody's going to help me and then Jesus came by and and Jesus just told him to rise up and so and that's why i was I came with the name because many of us are in situations you know waiting on the right moment or waiting on someone to help us when we have it within our power to do it ourselves. And, and so that's why I came with the book. Just rise up and take your position. Because if you don't rise up, you might never know.
2: Absolutely. I wanted to give everybody your website: www.drexwell, D R E X W E L L S E Y M mm-hmm. O U R dot com. Drexwell dot okay. com. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about your podcast. Does it reflect everything in your book, or is it different?
3: No, my my podcast is um, a combination. So um, what I do with the podcast, I I interview um, different individuals. Sometimes it's just me talking, but recently I've been interviewing uh, a lot of people for example, I interview um, persons who were in the gang because we, 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 you know, we're faced with some crimes. And I want to understand why people are committing crimes. What can they do to get out of the gang? So I, I would interview people like that. I will also interview people who perhaps have lost a baby and 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 they tried again and was able to get pregnant. Uh, because there are a lot of people who are who feel hopeless. And so that's what my that's what my podcast is about to provide hope. To individuals and to, um, to to lift people up.
1: So with that, uh, Jeff, well, um, what like I know for for Cat and I because we've been doing coaching forever. There's kind of constant themes, you know, that I see with the people that that we work with. Like, what are some of the constant themes like with the people that you work with that you see that you. Maybe and what are some of your kind of
3: go-to actions and how you help them? Okay, well, I, what I find with a lot of people that is that they focus a lot on the past. They they just can't get over the past, and and because they are focusing so much on the past, they end up living in the past, and and so I try my best to encourage them to live in the present and think about a better future. Just use the past as an opportunity or as as a benchmark to, to get over it. And so that's that's that is one area that I, that's a big area that I find that people are they are are dwelling too much on the past. And mm-hmm. and so that's how I sort of maneuver with people to encourage them Listening to the future is great. Yeah. Stop focusing on the past. You can't change the past. The past is already the past. But you have a better future. But that's a big area that I that I, I, I deal with. Um, yeah.
2: when you when you talk with people about their greatest obstacles uh, in an effort to to get to their purpose, have there been any aha's for you personally that you didn't know? Going into that conversation, are you still learning?
3: Of course, I yes, I am. I am still learning. And then sometimes when you go through conversations, with people you realize I knew that, but I didn't know it. So yes, I it's, it's a combination.
2: Anything so, that you've heard? One of the things. I just want to go ahead. I just want to know yeah, if there's God. anything you've heard from somebody that really surprised you.
3: Um, not really surprised me, but, um, it's sort of like, like, um, confirmation. Because so, most people, most people are afraid. Most people have this fear in their lives. Exactly. And so that was confirmation for me because, which I believe is the greatest obstacle in people's lives in fulfilling their purpose is that they, is that they have this fear of them are fear of themselves. They feel people think about them, they feel failure. And, and so it wasn't a surprise to me, but it's just confirmation. It's it being fearful. Just just being afraid to step up. Just being afraid to carry your purpose. And Juxel, it sounds like
1: uh, one of the things these from your your writings uh is, is about failure and so um how do you, how do you help people when they've kind of had some real failures? How do you help them get past that or through that or
3: navigate with that? So what I what I normally do is I think the best thing for anyone to 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 navigate or get over the failure is to is to share a story. I find that sharing stories, hmm. uh, sharing stories is the most effective way, especially. It doesn't have to be a personal story. You can share stories about other individuals, um, especially those people who are well-known who have failed, and now they are, you know, at the top of their game. A lot of people just look at the end result. They don't realize a lot of these successful people in the world they went they encountered failures, and so that's what I do. I share stories of myself as well as other well-known people who experienced failure and was able to become successful. So that's what I, I think the best way to do is share story.
2: Hmm. I'm listening, Beautiful. and I'm so touched by the conversation today, in many ways. I think many of us believe in in something greater than ourselves, and we're challenged every day to continue to be inspired by that belief and when our negative thoughts about ourselves get in the way of us being the powerful people in in such a wonderful way for others not powerful in money or powerful in control but powerful in bringing energy and spirit to life uh, in a positive way and I can't think of Anybody I've spoken to recently, Grexwell, who has inspired mm-hmm. me more than you have during this show today. So, you know, thank you. Wow. Is there anything that you can think of that you want to share with our audience before we start to wind down here? Because I don't want to miss any tidbits.
3: I, I just, I really want people to, to believe in themselves. Um, because if you don't believe in yourself, it's very difficult for others. To believe in you, even though other people may see some good qualities about you, but if you don't believe in yourself, then it's, it's very difficult for you to fulfill your purpose. And so you have to be, um, you have to be positive. I want to, you know, reiterate, you have to think positively, you have to think good about yourself because you are what you think. And I just want to, you know, to stress that. And no matter what you're going through, stop I know it's difficult, but don't let your emotions control you because the emotions control you yeah. they are a distraction and it 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 will delay you from achieving your purpose. You have a purpose, but you can achieve a purpose earlier if you if you be if you remain focused and not become distracted. And
1: and then, so, say a little bit about, you know, how do you maintain your focus? Because you're saying that those negativity thoughts and that big fish on the line take off. Like, are there some practices that you do in the morning, you know, or these transitions that kind of help you bring back that focus on what's positive?
3: Right. So, I know it's very, very um, challenging to to stay to stay focused. But I believe that everyone should have um, written goals and they should document mm. those goals. And so when they get up in the mornings, wherever they have their goals written, whether it's in the bathroom, whether it's in the room, whatever, I think they should look at those goals and remind themselves, this is the goal that you've set. And if you and if you reflect on that, it will help you to to stay focused. I think that's the that's the first thing that yeah. for me. And then the the second thing I, I I do I I'm not sure many people do this, but I, I I I I pray a lot, and and I and I talk to God, and and I and and I have a sense of peace. And When I have the sense of peace, mm-hmm. I it, it allows me to. To remain focused, it really does. Even though there'll be distractions on my way, um, and another thing I do—I mean, sometimes because having a company, you know, you would—you may end up having some cash flow issues sometimes, especially in times to pay employees. And it happened to me sometimes, and 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 so what I do, I say, you know what, Jackson, don't panic. You're gonna, you're gonna get over this. You're gonna, you're gonna be able to pay your staff. It happened before, and you was able to overcome it. It'll happen again, and you'll overcome it. So I, I, mm. I reflect on what happened in the past yeah. to to my current situation. I don't like to dwell on the past, but for this purpose, it, it's something positive. It, it's a reminder you went through this before, and it worked. So why are you think it's not gonna work yeah. this time? And so that's that's some of the things I do to um. To stay focused, and then of course my that's, family that's which is very important. You know, I think about my family. I have a family to take care of. Um, I have to make sure I am confident in myself. I, you know, my family must be there, and I must be there for my family. Beautiful.
2: We're at the end of our show, okay. Drexwell, and we are are really dreading saying goodbye here. Uh, We could could probably take this on for the entire day. And thank you for helping us start off a wonderful week for everyone universally who listens to us in our over 50 countries. And I cannot personally thank you enough. You've inspired me. I want to give everybody a shout out for being here today, for making an effort to be a better you tuning in to Tune Up Your Performance with Leadership Development News. Relly, last word. Yes. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Drexwell. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks.
1: Give some good thanks and good feel to all the people in your life. This is Leadership Development News. Tune in to Tune Up Your Performance.
0: You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern time and 9 a.m. Pacific time right here on the Voice America Business
2: Channel.